Whatever. Hey, 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 as we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane or where unscripted dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. So um, today's episode is literally titled as Seize the Moment. Um, For um, some of you guys, you guys know that that's a very, very often used idiom uh, to basically tell people to uh, take opportunities um, as they come. So like if there's opportunity in front of you, you should be jumping on it. So if you're an opportunist, you probably live by this. Um, I model myself as being an opportunist. So when someone tells me you got to seize the moment, um, that's me 100% um especially considering i'm a serious person most times so you know you never get that middle between me i'm either super silly or playful or i'm just like super serious i'm never in between so um this is something i definitely resonate with uh what about you marcus so you tell me 10 years ago to seize the moment oh what the heck are you talking about i don't know i don't know how like i would i didn't know how to even process that. And I think that's what we'll get into today. Uh, But like, yeah, there's, there's opportunity everywhere. A part of that is knowing it's like making a adjustment. Um, It's like, if you're familiar with like cameras, but there's different lenses and to see opportunity, sometimes we have to adjust our lens from what we're used to seeing and how we normally view things and to just making a slight adjustment to allow us to see some of the different avenues and some of the different opportunities that are available. But to understand that we have to develop a path of thinking that allows us to see those opportunities. Um, so I think just so, those are some of my initial thoughts, uh, just because like I didn't know there's, I mean, we go back in time. I mean, there's, I mean, I probably can't even count the number of opportunities that we've probably both missed out on as focused as we are. There's always something that slips through the cracks but you have to be able to identify it. And that's the real, like that's, that's the real challenge is identifying the, the, like the moment, the opportunity, and then having a plan to actually act in that capacity. Um, So those are my initial, just my initial thoughts as you open it up, Joe. So with seizing the moment then in that regard of what you mentioned there, Do you think sometimes it does take failure or missed out opportunities for you to really realize what you have, like as far as your capability or like what could possibly happen for you? Uh, Do you think that some of that is necessary for you to kind of like, I guess, so to speak, wake up and smell the coffee? I think so. So we talk about this quite often, Joe, just with investing. Um, And it's like, well, if we would have, but X stop crypto back in X period of time, you probably been able to retire. We'd be both be retired right now. You know, uh, I would be moonwalking on top of my mansion right now. <laughs> but it's because of that. It's through that experience that. So yeah, to answer your question, Joe, it's like yeah, it's like we kind of had to learn. But there's a lot. So when you get into like the concept of frequency, like there's a lot of things that 
we've seen, but there's stuff we could have did back in college, back in high school. We'd have been good, like good, good, done, done. So it's one of those things where you have to actually process, because even because you have to think like all of these opportunities that have passed us through the years, that have passed people through the years, but you have to get to the point to where you actually are looking for opportunities where you can actually understand that there's a window of opportunity there for us to act in whatever capacity it takes for us to lean success from whatever scenario that has presented itself. So I think that like, yes, you have to kind of learn from missing out, like missing out on things. It's like one of those things where there's like a giveaway and you show like five minutes, 10 minutes late. And you're like, man, we'll find a page attention to whatever post, whatever email, whatever thing got sent out. I would have been able to get that. So now it's like, all right, well, I'm going to be on top of it, you know, for next time. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think we do have it. I think that goes back to just how we talk about like, yeah, most of us have to learn the hard way. And I think if you're not trained and taught and conditioned to look for opportunity, then you'll probably learn the hard way. But what are your thoughts? Um, I agree, man. Um, I think that's a strong indicator right there as far as like, uh, you know, I guess beating yourself on the right path, so to speak, because you're definitely going to take some pitfalls, um, being hard headed, stubborn, um, just uninformed on uh, certain things. But I think what's even more important is in order for you to even get to that point, you got to figure out what you want. I think that a lot of things of what happens is people don't know what they want. And so if you don't know what you want, it's kind of hard to really understand if you're looking at a gift horse in the mouth. Now, that probably went over a few people's heads, so I'll break it down even more. When you're, I guess, so to speak, like when we were talking about the financial literacy there, right? Like we didn't know that some of the stuff that we were looking to invest in would blow or go, you know, crazy like it did within a span of a six month period. Um, and that's the thing, man, when you're not well channeled or well informed on a specific topic, subject, um, or situation, like it's no different than you buying a car, right? You buy a vehicle just because it's got wheels and may look cool, you know, whatever your preferences are, right? And then once you buy the vehicle, you find out like, damn, I could have got a better car for a better deal, or I could have got the same car for a better deal. The reason why you got took is because you didn't, you were uneducated on that. But most importantly, if you knew exactly what you wanted, you probably would have been more informed than you were just, you know, just something that just randomly came by. And I think that's one of my frustrations in life is like, I'm so easygoing. I usually go through things the hard way just because in the midst of me going going with the flow, that's me in the process of figuring out what exactly I want. And I just want people to know that that's okay. <laughs> You're like, that's perfectly fine. That's okay. But, you know, the point I'm trying to prove is you got to really like make up your mind and figure out what you want for you to really like seize the moment on uh, key opportunities. And, and even like buying a car, like buying cars, right? Like I remember when I bought the car, that I still had like for, for 10 years. And I've had the same problem for 10 years now. Um, and 
one of the things that was important, and I thank my brother for helping me out with identifying that, was to go during a certain time of the month, which was the end of the month, because you understand that there's an opportunity that presents itself because you know that the salespeople are trying to fulfill quotas and benchmarks. So yeah. there's an opportunity at the end of the month, at the end of the year, because they're trying to hit those numbers. Um, and that's, like I said, there's, there's moments tucked in every industry, every, you know, kind of, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, there's, there's opportunities there. And I think it's just a matter of, like, we have to ask ourselves the right questions. Like, how do you view opportunity? Are you looking? Because that's something that, like, looking at opportunity is something that, like, I've probably acquired that ability probably in the past five years. It was when I really started to take a look at it. And and, and it was once I, because first, like, my opportunity, the way I saw opportunity was getting promoted. It's very one-dimensional. Uh, when I look back on it, it was just, like, how can I get promoted? How can I advance within this company? And I was, it was like tunnel vision for me. But once I transitioned into entrepreneurship, it was, okay, now there's opportunity everywhere. And that's a problem, seeing opportunity everywhere. Because when you see it, when you learn and develop the skill to see it everywhere, you can get distracted. Um, flashback to turn the object syndrome that we talked about many, many episodes ago. But if you want to hear more about that, check that episode out. But it's, you have to, we have to kind of learn how to do discern opportunities when it gets to that point. So it can get, it can get kind of challenging, but I think that it's, it's a worthwhile skill to develop, to just look at things when you see them at face value, just ask yourself like, what's the opportunity for you, for anybody that might be interested? You know, it's possible to sell your ideas to people. There are people that just sell their ideas and that's profit. I mean, that's, that's profitable right there as, as it is, you know? So, so I think that that's something that we really need to um, take a look at, but making sure that we're asking ourselves the right question and we're questions and we're developing the skill to identify opportunities. Well, Shark Tank, Shark yeah. Tank is a good show to watch. I want to open that up, but not, no. So, no, that's perfect, man. So we just discussed the process of actually like, season the moment um you know we started off with finding out what you want no we started off with taking losses to understand what's really going on yeah second one was finding out what you want and this third one you just explained without me even bringing it up it's called exposure you know um i think exposure is a big part of that because if you have been exposed to anything you know, what do you know what's out there? So um, I'm not saying you got to go crazy with it, but <laughs> at least get, get some variety with it. So like, for example, if you were born and raised in um, Los Angeles, California, right? All you understand is the politics and how things work within that town, right? And even if we broke it down even more, there's probably certain sides of town you're not interested in going in because maybe they're, you're not, you get treated different, you know, there might be some di discrimination on a few levels, whether it's like from a gang perspective, maybe the way you look, or even um, from like a, um, a social class, you know, you might be on the lower end, you might be middle class, but, you know, I, I wouldn't think someone that lives middle class in Los Angeles would be hanging out with people that are um, 
in the higher class, like elites, you know what I'm saying? Like how often does that happen? I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen all the time. So what I'm saying is like, with you only experiencing that, and even though there's a lot of politics in that, imagine going to another city and actually understanding how another city system may work. You may actually learn to love it. So some of the things you hate about Los Angeles, you may love in Houston. Oh, well, we ain't got to worry about those gang politics in that manner. We ain't got to worry about the socialism and all that in there. Like, this is the place to be, you know? And this is the reason why you hear people always talk about like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> you should move out to Houston. You should move out to Atlanta. You should move out to California. You should move uh, to Florida, you know, wherever, right? Based off of somewhere different from where they grew up, just because it's a change of pace and they probably found more purpose or they found their fitting in it just because they weren't cool with where they grew up. And that happens yeah. very commonly. And then there's other situations where you go and venture the world and then you come back and you're just like, ain't no place like home. But the key point is, is exposure. You know what I'm saying? If you get those opportunities to move or those opportunities to take those roles or whatever, that can be life-changing. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm not saying, you know, that's your only option, but if you really want to change some stuff up, you know what I'm saying? Like take those opportunities that really do scare you just because you just never know what the outcome is. Like, you know, that comes with knowing what you want. So when we go back to what you want, you got to think about this, like, is there a duration? So I move out to Houston from California. I'm going to give it a year or two years to figure out if this is going to make or break me. And, you know, that's where, you know, all the other signs or all the other things we talked about come into play, like, you know, find out what you want, you know, of course, you're going to take some losses when you go out there, because you're not going to have access to certain things, you're not even going to have the same backing. So, you know what I'm saying? It's very seldom where people move from one place, and then they move to another place where they actually have full-fledged family support. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just things like that. It's tricky making these moves. I'll tell, tell you, I got stuck out here. But anyway, that's another story. That's a whole other chapter. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, there is, and that's the thing. Like, we do have to understand that there is risk associated with taking advantage or, you know, pursuing different opportunities as they arise. So you have to factor that in as well. Like, I mean, that happened to me. I took, there was a moment of opportunity. I took it, but didn't work out. And when it didn't work out, well, I had to start over. And it takes time to start over and build yourself back up. Uh, and yeah, some of that stuff is difficult, but what happens if it works out? And what happens if it doesn't work out? You know, and those are, I think, the two questions that, you know, we should ask ourselves when we shoot these shots and we take advantage, try to take advantage of these opportunities. Like, what happens if you succeed and what happens if you fail? Uh, you know, those... And what happens if you just do okay to, you know, present three, three options there and just kind of consider what that looks like and then see if you can prepare yourself for the eventual, like those outcomes. But sometimes just taking a risk and going to do something, moving somewhere new and just say like, hey, I'll go out here for a couple of years or a year, see how that works. If it doesn't work out, then I'll go back to whatever I was doing before, you know, or something like that. Like, I think that's okay because it's the risk and the opportunity in that moment 
has a chance to kind of yield something that could be of great value, then sometimes it's just worth shooting the shot. You know, you never know what you might learn. But yeah, you might feel, I definitely failed when I made this, <laughs> like when I made this uh, move where I learned quite a bit, which has positioned me to what I believe will be the greatest, like the better outcome in the long run. But but uh, in the short term, not good at all. Not good at all. Uh, I never sugarcoat that. But but uh, like that happens, and that's part of it. But I think if I think there's there's a thing, and there's uh, this probably the last thing I kind of touch on is that like when we look at the different circumstances that are arising right now, like if you look at the economy right now, if you live in the United States and like where I've been saying for months, like we're in this like inflationary environment. Now we're in like recessionary environment um, as well. But when you watch the news, it's a lot of like gloom and doom, right? Everybody's like, oh man, what are we gonna do? And all this other stuff. And, but then you look at, there's another set of information that shows that there's people that are making certain investments in different places during this time when people don't have money. And what happens when markets return, economy returns, you have people that make these investments at low, like very low entries and things like that, you know, instead of buying at all time highs and people who predict markets and understand that think things are um, running cycles, you know? So, so those are things that I think we can ask ourselves is that when there's a dilemma and there's a problem that's going on, like ask yourself, one of the questions to ask yourself is like, who profits from this? It's not, and probably won't be the most, like sometimes we think of things in terms of like, oh, like who's affected the worst? Like, oh, this is sad. But for me, I try to, I care about people. It's also necessary that, necessary that I think like an investor. So when something hits the, the news lines and I see it, I'm like, well, who's, prof- who's making money off of this? And then I go look at who's making money and then I make a decision if I'm going to invest in something that makes money. Key example, I hate to talk about this stuff, but COVID, the vaccines, back back in the day, was it two years ago, two and a half years ago, whatever, whatever that was, it's like, yeah, these vaccines are going to be mandatory, right? And we've selected three three companies to do this, Moderna, Pfizer, um, Johnson & Johnson. It's the, these are going to be the three manufacturers. If you'd invested in those companies, Definitely Moderna. I think Moderna was probably the cheapest at the time. If you would have been on top of the, if you were watching the crisis, that you would have been on top of the news, and you would have saw that that's those those were the chosen ones. You could have put your money on one of those horses if you put it on. I mean, Moderna. I think was I think Moderna was the biggest run up. But if you would have looked in the crisis and saw like, oh, there's an opportunity to make money, and then you can think to yourself, well, okay, like I don't might not agree 100% with what's going on, but I can make money and then I can use that money to help people. So it's not like everything's not black and white. There's gray area to things, but to be like, to be an investor, those are questions that I have to ask myself when there's a crisis, like who's getting paid off of the crisis, you know? And that doesn't make you a bad person, but you have to, I think it's important when we look at moments, we look at opportunities, we have to look at three things like 360 and look at everything, not just like one dimension of things and just be like scared for your life and 
all this other stuff, worry about getting a shot. I'm like, I need to know who's getting paid off of this. Who's cutting these deals? And that's what I asked myself. I might be concerned and worried at the same time, but I need to ask myself as an investor, who's getting paid off of this crisis? And that's what I always ask myself uh, if I take myself seriously as an investor. But it's important to look for opportunities because you're so people, we get so focused on news cycles, the news that's getting propagated out there, whatever's like hitting the headlines. When there's another, there's usually two or three different stories, maybe more that we don't even see. But when you ask yourself the right questions, you'll find those storylines and you'll find a way to benefit and you can maybe help somebody instead of somebody nefarious that is just like, I'm going to take them for everything they got. You could be somebody that'd be like, well, maybe I can balance out some of the nefarious activity by doing some good with whatever I'm able to gain from this horrible situation. But that's it. That's it for me, Joe. It's all good, man. I appreciate that. And, um, I know earlier, before you got into everything you did, you were talking about what if. And one of the statements I think about what if is like, I always come to the uh, conclusion of what if, like if if was a fifth, then we all be drunk uh, by that whole statement. And when I think about that statement, and that's a song by Mr. Fab and other people have made songs about that too. I think like E-40, the list goes on. But the reason why I mentioned that is because we can't sit here and just think about what if or the possibilities like you, you're supposed to. But when that opportunity has came and went, let it go. You can't bring it back from the dead. So that's what I mean by that. Like, it makes sense if it's still in play that you're thinking about the what ifs as you should be. But what a lot of people get caught up on is like, damn, what if I it came to pass, bro? move forward let that let that hurt go <laughs> let that hurt go seriously i used to say that all the time and i stopped saying it because a lot of people got offended when i say let that hurt go but you know it wasn't coming from a bad place it's just like you holding on to something that has no value yeah and, and that's the that's the last this is the last part value you you have to come to a point with like what do you value like your hardcore values you got to figure that stuff out man um that's kind of related to knowing what you want to a certain extent, but knowing what you want is its own separate piece from value. Because with value, you can value certain things in different lights. You know what I'm saying? You may know that you want, uh, for example, a Lexus, right? But do you really know the value in having one? You know what I'm saying? Do you know the ins and outs? And that's what I mean by that. So it's one concept to know what you want, but you need to know like the value. And the reason why you need to know the value is because if you don't know the value, how are you going to obtain it? Um, this applies with everything. I just wanted to make a similar reference to what I was referring to earlier in the episode. But um, I think we're, this is good enough as far as seizing the moment. You know, we started out talking about, you know, um, taking losses to understand how to seize the moment. Um, then the second part would be finding out what you want, which I think is the most important part. You know, when I talk to people all the time, the first thing I really want them to grasp the concept, and that's the reason why I'm probably not a good friend to talk to most times is, what do you want? Like, what are you getting out of this situation? Like, what, what do you want? Like, what do you want to see to happen? What's your outcome? Or what do you hope to happen? 
Um, the next one would be exposure. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, sometimes you got to think outside the box to really get the full experience of anything. Actually, a lot of times you got to think outside the box. So um, if you don't have people in your corner that aren't challenging you, that means that you're in a situation where you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations so you can get that exposure. Because you can have a bunch of yes men in your corner, but what good are you if you really don't know your real value? Um, so with that being said, uh, I think that's enough, man. Um, take care, be safe.